fifty dollars per hour for attractive female hanging out naked. The worst part of this is that you would be hanging out with someone who writes "hanging out." I don't think I could tolerate someone like that for longer than two minutes. I'm looking for informality. I would say by nature, nudity is informal. I can't think of anything that feels less like a corporate transaction than being naked. I'm looking for informality and to have a mutual beneficial arrangement and have good meaning fun instead of the ill-intentioned fun. I'm not looking for sociopathic fun. Just good meaning. Perhaps a naughty thing I would ask. Maybe it's not a hundred percent on it. It's an idea I got.、Uh, you know, just spitballing. Perhaps a naughty thing I would ask is just to hung out around me fully naked. He doubles down on the hung out, and or go out for drinks wearing something sexy. If you are interested, please let me know. If you're up for it, we can meet tomorrow for an informal interview. You don't have to bring your resume, and then perhaps take it from there. Probably the best part of this is that he's asking you to do the hanging out naked privately, because if there's anyone that I don't want to admit to hanging out publicly with, it's someone who uses the phrase "hung out" for something that is happening in the future. I look forward to seeing you later, where we can done be hanging out presently. Hi, and welcome to Dazed and Convicted Craig's Lost. I'm Monica Hamburg. Please, please, don't listen to my daughter' podcast. It's terrible. Hello, and welcome to episode one twenty-six. I hope you're well. I am actually too. I may have. A living space that I am going to stay at for more than a month. I also have a story about my living situation that's going to come later in the episode, so I will not update you much right now. Aside from that, I have the usual Craigslist insanity, the trope of Craigslist, which is the pervert masking his fetish as an art project, an insane landlord, and more. Of course, always more. Enjoy. I read this very quickly on a special episode when I did Podmash, but I think it deserves to be read in full. And I recently did this on the show Bedpost, and people were suitably creeped the fuck out. So I want to give you that full experience. Looking for women for a facial project, and then he gives his age, his body, and his height, which is relevant for this art project. Hello, all. I'm an amateur photographer wanting to work on a project I call facial diversity. I see what you did there, and I am on the lookout for models between 18 and 40 that would like to take part. Basically, the project will involve starting with some standard professional-looking portrait shots of your head and shoulders, and end with a similar set of shots. Somewhere between those, some activity of your choice will happen to cause you to receive a cum shot facial, so that the second set of shots is a portrait of you with the mess on your face. As the diversity part of the project title suggests, I am looking for a diversity of models. So Canadian to have this mandate. 
It's like a government-mandated jizz project. I want every model to be different in some way, so that I can say that every model in the project is unique, and not that I'm just some regular run-of-the-mill perv. He's going to get into sections, different categories that you might qualify for to be able to participate in this project. And I gotta tell you, I have never had to do this much work to get a guy to come on my face. It's generally a pretty fluid process. For basic ideas, you could be a blonde, brunette, or redhead as your uniqueness, but those three options will soon be filled, as will you. This guy knows how to sell it. Everyone's going to be going for this ad. Who doesn't want to have a stranger come on you and then have it photographed and displayed, hopefully, in an art project? If you wanted to be part of the project after that, you would need a new niche I could tick off as being fulfilled. And now he gets into this whole list. Are you Asian, Latino, European, American? Do you have piercings, tattoos, blue hair, a shaved head? Are you a punk, an emo, a goth, a shab, a hipster? Are you a parent, an only child, a twin? Basically, are you human? Are you human and is there something ever so slightly different between you and another human being? Is this your first facial? Do you hate facials? I always like a little sadism in a project. Do you have a physical disability of some sort? In brackets, mental not accepted for obvious ethical reasons. So he knows that word. Did you fail school? Or do you have a master's or PhD degree? Do you have circus skills? Or can you make beautiful wedding dresses? I love that image of someone stitching together a wedding dress. You know, looking a little bit Cinderella-like. And then there's cum on her face. Basically, think of a good reason that makes you unique, and if it hasn't already been used to qualify, then you might be able to take part in the project. I am looking for photogenic females 18 to 40 for this project, and whilst all figures will be considered, and this is where you realize 100% this is for his own pleasure, he writes, BBW, big beautiful woman, is not a figure, so I it just isn't, okay? He knows he makes the rules. Big Beautiful Woman is not a figure, so I apologize in advance. No one will be able to come on you for no money. I am sorry. This really is the greatest thing. I just love how much you have to fucking prove to make this happen. My family survived the Holocaust and the Hungarian Revolution. I really hope that I can finally make everything worthwhile by getting photographed with jizz on my lips. What's stranger than Craigslist ads? My life. I, uh, I have a story for you. I swear, I swear this is true. Earlier this year, I needed a place to stay for a few days. So I ended up sleeping at a new friend's house in his basement while it was being converted into an S&M dungeon, which is where anyone would stay, obviously. I met this guy on OkCupid. And I understand that this is the way that all dungeon stories begin. In my dating profile, I have that I want to be dominated in bed. Having something like that, it feels a bit like suicide by cop. You know, like I'm looking to die, but I don't have the balls to do it myself. 
I was also told that the place had a ghost. Basically, at the time, the only quality that I required of my lodging was indoors. You know, I used to really need certain things, like a bed. That became a negotiable. What I was very excited recently to get was a door. Because now I can masturbate without looking over my shoulder. I put up with a place that had fleas for over a month. Complete denial while I was getting bitten like, this isn't happening. Basically, I used all the denial that I used to expend on my dating situations. Just just transferred it over. Like moving money from one delinquent credit card to another. So, you know, we had fleas, but we didn't have any pets. Like getting syphilis without having sex. It's not fair. So finally, I had enough, and I moved. And I ended up at a place that had bed bugs. So I leveled up with the bugs, which you should never do. You should never go from the thing that is annoying to something that could haunt your life forever. And that brings me back to the ghost. So when my friend mentioned the ghost in his house, it barely registered. First off, I'm not scared of ghosts. Second, I've had so many dates disappear on me, I could run my own ghost walk. So there are three guys in this house, and they're all into s and Hence the sex dungeon. It could be great if they weren't. If this was just like some sort of trend, like a Martha Stewart decorating thing, you've got a study or a BDSM room just for show. One guy looks like Marilyn Manson, and he collects animal bones, which I only discovered by waking up one morning, walking upstairs, and seeing the floor covered with bones. It's not the best way to learn that. That is a PSA you don't see. If you are sleeping in a sex dungeon and you see the kitchen floor covered with bones, Jimmy, can you tell us what is wrong with this scenario? And the thing is, everything. It's when it's crystal clear. I'm not living my best life. A lot of performers have a story like, Before I made it, I was living in my car, and then the next day, I got a lead on X-Men. If you don't make it, it's a version of this story. Yeah, I was sleeping in a sex dungeon in a house with a bone collector, and the next day, I was still sleeping in a sex dungeon in a house with a bone collector. Anyway, I'm over there again the other night for a party, and my friend's showing me around, and he says... Oh, have you seen the spanking bench? It wasn't here when the cops came. And that's a sentence I can't ignore. It's like when I overheard someone saying, and that was the end of my laughing yoga career. I'm like, I must know more. So it turns out that the roommate was on the same trail where he originally found the bones. And he was looking for more bones, like a goth bloodhound. And then he found some. And then he found part of a woman's body. And he said when he saw that, he knew he had to call the cops. But he was like, ah, fuck, this is going to take my day off track. Which is interesting, because his day consisted of finding bones. It was going to put a damper on his Indiana Jones in the crucial cartilage expedition. So he tells the cops he likely has some bones from the body in his house. And they go back with him, and that's when they see the dungeon. So pro tip, if you have one incriminating hobby... Don't have a second incriminating hobby. Because when you're a cop, especially a new one, 
As it turns out, these cops were. And a guy who looks like Marilyn Manson has a woman's bones in a house with a sex dungeon. It's not the pinnacle of innocence looking. So they shut down the place for 36 hours. They comb through it. And turns out it was part of this investigation since like 2013 that uh, this woman was murdered by her boyfriend, but they couldn't totally prove it because they didn't have all the parts. Hang on. (laughs) Hang on. This has a happy ending. Well, I mean, the happy ending partially is that obviously now they can fully prosecute this guy. Pasty face bone collectors. Maybe they should be the new police psychics. You know, that the police should hire to solve crimes. Throw on some nine-inch nails and, and let them go to it. Go! Go get some more bones! Go! Also, couch surfing in a sex dungeon is now my Rockin' in the USA type theme song. So like I said, the story has a happy ending. The title of this Craigslist ad is Hiring Attractive Female for Handjob Scene. So, straight to the point, because they're usually evasive. Blow me during my lunch break. That's usually the title. There's rarely any subtlety. I'm currently looking to hire an attractive female, 18 to 28 of age, to be in a handjob scene and a masturbation scene, a male masturbating while a female watches. If interested, please send three recent pictures of yourself, one to include a close-up of your hand, a face picture, and a full body picture. For your knowledge, your face will not be in the scene or recorded. Good day. So what do you need the face and the body shots for? Yeah, please send pics of your face. No one will ever see those in the video, as the focus is your hand. But a key segment of our audience is palmus, and they'll know. The other option, that they might look at you, think you're gorgeous, but that you have a hand that no one would jack off to. Man, what a butter hand. This is an apartment for rent, and there's two posts. There's an original post, and then there's a follow-up. Here's the first one. Please don't disturb the current occupants. You people keep disturbing the current occupants with all your hooping and hollering and knocking on their door, and this guy who lives there works nights, and you people are doing this to him during the day, so you're interrupting the occupant. You are upsetting the occupant, and you are disturbing the occupant. Any other ways that you can make this clear? (laughs) The occupant is threatening me. He is threatening to come to my house and shit in my laundry bag and has taken my small Pomeranian as... (laughs) He has taken my small Pomeranian as collateral. Honestly, they are good for nothing. Maybe their best usage is as collateral. He is threatening to come to my house and shit in my laundry bag and has taken my small Pomeranian as collateral until we get this situation figured out. You know, it's one of those hostage situations where you just, sorry, I'm not going to be able to work this out with you. That's so unfortunate. Please do not disturb the current occupant. He is very upset and cranky. I think he gave me a false name and social security number when he moved in because he looks very similar to a registered sex offender I saw on the Megan's Law website. This occupant has a horrible temper and regularly beats his girlfriend, and we have to call the police on him several times a month. 
So please, people, for the love of God, do not disturb this occupant because <laughs> he's giving you more reasons. Because he is calling me all hours of the day at night. He is threatening me and my family and my dog. And this occupant is always crazy. He is always upset. And he absolutely does not want to be disturbed. For the love of God, I am scared for my life of this occupant. You know what he reminds me of? The old Adam Sandler, Chris Farley sketch on Saturday Night Live. For the love of God, won't you let the boy bathe your grandmother? So this is one of those things where you don't know who's crazy. Is this guy writing crazy? Or is his occupant crazy? Or is it the Pomeranian making all of this happen? Or is it this beautiful, perfect storm of two lunatics dealing with each other? Which is really the only way it's ever fair. Anyway... That wasn't enough. At some point, there is a follow-up, and he writes, now it's all in caps, all in caps. For the love of God, please stop disturbing the current occupants at the Timberlake Community Complex. Justin Timberlake has such a bad temper. I have advertised my wonderful two-bedroom. No, it isn't wonderful, because it's you that's advertising it, you fucking psycho. I have advertised my wonderful two-bedroom, two-bathroom, and have specifically asked you people to stop showing up at the complex and disturbing the occupant. This man works during the night and sleeps during the day, and he has threatened to file a lawsuit against me as a landlord for harassment. He has threatened me, he has threatened my family, and has taken my small Pomeranian from his loving home to prove his point. The other day, he barricaded himself inside of the unit as Craigslist people came to see the unit against my express wishes. In the process, they disturbed the occupant. They pounded on the door, and when the occupant did not answer, they tried to break into the unit with a screwdriver. <laughs> this is not a normal practice. Even if you have an appointment where you want to take a look at an apartment, you're probably not going to resort to breaking in. Should nobody answer the door? That is a thing that leaves a particularly bad impression on anyone thinking of renting to you. They tried to break into the unit with a screwdriver. The occupant then called me, screaming at me and cussing at me and threatening to hurt my dog. He threatened to take my sweet Pomeranian to the SPCA and have my dog killed. Please, please, people, you must stop disturbing the occupant immediately. Any person who has disturbed the current occupant will not be considered for tenancy in my beautiful two-bedroom, two-bathroom condo at the Timberlake Complex. You have to understand the severity of this situation. This occupant is crazy. He threatens to cut off our faces and he runs around naked in the windows exposing himself to people who have violated his lease and have disturbed him. This guy, when he writes this complaint, is not really putting things in order of importance the way that you tend to, right? You normally will write something and be like, first of all, the guy took his pants off in front of me. Secondly, he peed on my cat. And then thirdly, he threatened to cut off all our faces, stitch them up, and sew them to the ceiling. Like, that's the order. It's not, cut off our faces, then walk around naked. Who cares about the naked thing at this point? That's a relief. Like, once someone's threatening to cut my face off, and then they're like, or I could walk around naked, I'm like... 
Fuck yeah. <laughs> do that. Please do that. The occupant must not be disturbed. Damn it. Seven exclamation marks. Please. I need to get this guy out of my unit and out of my life. I am in fear of my safety. No matter what, even though this current tenant will no longer be there when you live there, even though you shouldn't go there and bother him, because maybe the landlord will take you into the apartment when this guy's not there, do you ever want to be in the vicinity of this guy at all if he's insane like this? You don't want to run into him at the tail end of your visit. You don't want to move in there and have him need something back that he left in the place. I mean, there's no way you want any association with this guy at all. And clearly, not the landlord either, who, even if he isn't crazy, is now sufficiently traumatized so that he will not be someone you want to interact with either. My living standards, however, are pretty low, so uh, if this was in Toronto, who knows? Thank you so much for listening to episode 126. After this, there will be about a five-minute clip of a bus ride. That was insane. So if you're into crazy bus ranting, you will not want to miss this. My name is Monica Humberg, and I'm a performer in Toronto. I do live comedy shows. I read dating messages that I get on a show called Tinder Tales. I do stand-up. And I am excited to be producing a live stage version of this podcast, which is going to happen in Toronto at the end of September or early October. My website is monicahomburg.com. That's M-O-N-I-C-A-H-A-M-B-U-R-G.com. It is a very general site now that describes who I am, but I am actually reworking it so it has the upcoming shows I do. Pretty logical, right? only took me like a year. I also do voiceovers, and that site is monicahomburgvoice.com. I'm on Facebook, Instagram, etc. You can find all those links on my site or in the show notes for this podcast, which is dazedandconvicted.com. Thank you so much for listening. I was just on the bus. It had been a perfect day. I was hanging out with some friends. We had brunch. We walked around. Fantastic. And then I got on this bus... And there was this guy. And the day got even better. And I want to tell you that through his religious rant, which was, you're going to hear, so outrageous, several people in the bus turned at him and glared as though that was going to somehow curb his enthusiasm for his craziness. So you're going to notice a few things. One, that he's ranting about women. His wife will not suck his dick even though she's pregnant and he can't get any sex from her. Don't ask. Then he also is going to be interrupted at some point by the bus driver. I'll let you know when we get there. There's there's a lot here. A lot. That was one of my favorite parts, is that in the midst of all this insanity, you've got the announcer. It just sounds like she's taking you to a really nice area. Birdstone Crescent. And then there's that in the background. One of my that is talking your shit to that 
how great this was he had this very common contention where he's like oh women they get treated like shit they sleep with some guy who treats them horribly but they don't sleep with me your mother and fuck it so here's what the bus driver tells him he's got to stop Okay, I won't swear, but you can't stop me from not talking. I won't swear. And he says, yeah, I can, I can curb the swearing. And it's like, well, it's not only the swearing guy, it's also, like, the sexism. If you say the sexism without swear words, it doesn't make it that much better. Yeah, I was fine with the sexism. It's the profanity that got to me. Which I think actually is relevant for a lot of religious people. Then they You can't say nothing. You can probably hear what's happening here. This is the point at which women were trying to debate him on the bus. Look, what he's saying is the worst. But he's not going to change anyway. So, you know, he's like, what are you going to do? What are you going to do about it? What are you going to do? And then he continues with more of his insight. Here's where it seemed like he was pissed off because there's the option of someone sleeping with an Aboriginal or a black person and they're choosing the Aboriginal. And somehow he thinks that ranking is wrong. I guess it's not exactly helpful to analyze this guy's craziness and, and see the flaws in the logic. Unfortunately, this is about where I had to get off. <laughs> 